You're listening to Star Wars The Saga Continues. Your hosts, Kyle Avery and Tim Jirasi, are scouring the Holonet for news and bringing you all of the latest updates on the future of the Star Wars universe. And the future is bright indeed, so we invite you to join us on this exciting journey as the saga continues. Always in motion is the future. This is just the beginning. You'll find I'm full of surprises. It's not over yet. No. There is another. Hey there, Star Wars fans, and welcome to the 24th episode of Star Wars The Saga Continues. This is uh, maybe a bit belated, but I guess this counts as our one-year anniversary podcast uh, since we started doing this show uh, just about beginning of November last year. So, uh, yeah, we'll call this our first anniversary episode and uh, marking one year of bringing you all the latest news on Star Wars Episode Seven and Star Wars Rebels and Star Wars Battlefront and all the new exciting Star Wars news and Star Wars projects that we've heard about over the past year. Um, It's been a fun time. I'm your host, Kyle, and as has been the case for this whole past year, I've got my co-host, Tim, with me. How's it going, Tim? Hey, Kyle. Doing good. And since it is our one-year anniversary, we sure got a pretty nice present to celebrate that (laughs) this past week with some official news. So a great way to celebrate the one-year anniversary of both the Disney uh, Lucasfilm announcement in Episode 7 and the Saga Continues podcast. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, definitely. And uh, we've actually got uh, quite a few things to talk about on this episode and, uh, you know, more than one uh, piece of official news related to Episode 7. So um, it's kind of nice that as we come back around to our one-year anniversary, we've actually got a lot of Episode 7 stuff to talk about for the first time in uh, kind of a while. I mean, we we talked about some episode seven stuff on our lab our, our last podcast too. But it seems like for a while there, we had a lot of uh, rebels and Battlefront and Clone Wars bonus content, and the uh, the episode seven stuff was just you know casting rumors going around. And we've still got some of those too. It wouldn't be an episode of the saga continues without some episode seven casting rumors because those are always present on the internet. But uh, we actually have uh, some kind of some big news. And you know what? Let's just jump right into it and start with uh, kind of the first big official thing, which is that we have a release date for Star Wars Episode Seven. It's coming out December 18th, 2015. Yes, we finally have an official day that we can count down to and we get our uh, countdown clocks going and <laughs> mark it on our calendars to December 18th, 2015. So just great to finally have that date set now. <laughs> Instead of saying uh, 2015, sometime there, but now it's that official date, December 18th, and just gets me more excited for it now. It's that that one step closer to actually becoming a reality that we're going to be sitting in a theater on that day, December 18th, experiencing a new Star Wars movie. It's going to be awesome. It's just great to know when now. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like you said, we have something concrete to look forward to. Uh, It's just over two years away, and um, you know, it's still not too far. I mean, when it still kind of feels like recent news, just the fact that we're getting a Star Wars Episode Seven, something that, you know, two years ago, none of us would have ever thought would be coming anywhere in the near future. I mean, two years isn't that long to wait, especially when in the meantime we've got, uh, you know, all kinds of other exciting movies coming up like The Hobbit and Captain America, The Winter Soldier and The Avengers 2 and all this other stuff that you and I spent like an hour geeking out about before we even started recording this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it should definitely be a uh, fun and exciting next couple of years for Star Wars fans and geeks and movie fans and all that kind of stuff. Um, and you know what? I was kind of pleasantly surprised to get a release date when we did uh, because on the one hand um, – to to finally get a release date, you know, like a year after they announced that they were making episode seven, you might say like, oh, well, it's about time. But also we had just heard that Michael Arndt was leaving the project as the writer and that J.J. Abrams and uh, Lawrence Kasdan were going to come in and fill in and finish writing the script. And then we heard some rumors that Disney and Lucasfilm were kind of fighting over the release date and that Disney wanted a summer 2015 release and that they had this whole schedule planned out that was sort of anchored around Star Wars coming out that year and that their plans for the Star Wars sequels and spinoffs and things sort of hinged around that. 
and um, that in that Lucasfilm and J.J. Abrams and Kathleen Kennedy and everybody was pushing to uh, try to push the release date back to 2016 so that they'd have more time to finish writing the script and make sure they take the time they needed to, um, you know, just to finish the production and make sure that the movie is as good as it possibly can be. And, um, and so this seems kind of like a nice compromise uh, between the two. Yeah. That, um, it's getting pushed back a little bit later than I think some of us originally thought, although they never officially said that it was coming in summer of 2015. But Star Wars has always kind of been a summer movie blockbuster, and every other Star Wars movie has come out in May. So I think a lot of us were uh, sort of planning slash hoping for that. Um, and so it's being pushed back from that date, but also if the rumors were true that they wanted to push it into 2016, well, then Disney sort of gets their uh, wish of keeping it in 2015 while the production team uh, also gets a little bit more time to work on it. So that's kind of nice. And I was uh, kind of surprised and glad that they were able to work that out so quickly. Yeah, kind of like you said, I think it's a nice compromise between the two, Lucasfilm and Disney, to get this December release date because... Um, according to reports and other stories coming out before we got this announcement, we've heard things like you mentioned where Disney was pretty set on getting this movie out for a summer release in 2015. But then, of course, Kathleen Kennedy was wanting it to push back because of the script uh, that they were doing with Kazin and Abrams taking over, needing more time and all that. So this just seems like a nice compromise for the two. And it's also been hinted at before, too, because we've heard reports a few months ago about, oh, it could possibly slip into a December release. But then we hear things like at the D23 Expo where they said, Disney was said, I forget who, it wasn't Bob Iger, it was someone else who said that Episode 7 is still planned for a summer 2015 release. Then we got that uh, that's list, uh, that scheduled list that was from that um, Europe, uh, I forget exactly what it was, but it was that thing that had like the Darth Vader TV specials and all oh, like right. the layout for what's going to happen in the next few years. And it had Episode 7 for summer 2015. So there was like those enough evidence to show that it would be summer and then also enough rumor reports saying that, oh, it could slip to December. So the December one is the one that won out. And I have to say, like you said, I wasn't expecting to hear it so soon, especially after all those reports you were reading about them trying to agree on an exact date. But I couldn't help but feel just a little bit disappointed knowing that oh, it's going to be a little longer and it's not somewhere like other Star Wars movies. But the fact that we now have a date... They have the time they wanted to get the script worked out, have enough time to do everything they need to do to make this a great Star Wars movie. And December is going to be here before you know it. And like you said, we've got tons of other great movies coming out in 2015 to hold us over. So I pretty much have no problems with it. And it's going to be weird seeing a Star Wars movie in the wintertime where I live in California to going in a rainy day maybe <laughs> to see a Star Wars movie at the theater. It's never really happened before. But um, yeah, I'm just super excited to get this news. I remember it seems like always when there's some big announcements, either with this or other comic book movies I'm looking for, there's always something going on with me where I just can't get into it and like geek out over it and talk about it because I'm always busy doing something either with work or with this. I was, I was at the dentist getting a root canal done and I had my phone in my pocket. I get like a bunch of notification vibrations. I'm feeling it. Oh, something's going on. There's a lot of stuff <laughs> popping up. So after I'm done, I take a look. I got a bunch of like Twitter notifications and like retweets from Star Wars and this notifications from other followers telling me what's going on. It's like, okay, something big happened. Then I saw the December 18th release. I was like, oh, man, but I got to go get my prescription for my antibiotics filled out. I got to <laughs> wait for that. I can't go home just yet. Uh, <laughs> so, it was, But what I finally did started uh, talking, to, talking to you about it and other people. It was just, just exciting to know we're getting this Star Wars movie on that day of December 18th. And it's going to be awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you know, I was kind of the same way I've told you this before, but I don't know if I've ever actually said this on the podcast that the way I get a lot of my star Wars news is from Twitter notifications on my phone telling me that people have favorited or retweeted things that you've tweeted with, uh, you know, a star Wars article or something, because you, uh, kind of run our Twitter page a lot more than I do. Um, and occasionally I'll get on there and post something if I happen to see it before you do. But um, there have been you know several occasions where I've got a, uh, a notice on my phone that somebody replied to a tweet saying, "Oh, I'm really excited," or that says like, "Oh, you know, somebody uh, retweeted one of your tweets," and then it kind of just has like in the notification that pops up on my phone, it just has like the first few words of the 
um, you know, of the tweet. And if I see that it's something that looks exciting, like if it's something related to episode seven or rebels or something, then I got to jump on my computer or, or, you know, open the Twitter app on my phone or something and see what the actual article was and go read it and find out what's going on. And uh, like you said, you were busy that day, but, and I was sitting at work and I think I got a notification and I don't even know why Twitter sends me these, but it was one saying that like either some of our followers or some people that we follow had like retweeted another tweet. And I'm like, well, that's not even our tweet. So why are you Mm -hmm. sending me that? But in this case, it said that like a bunch of people had retweeted a tweet from star Wars from the official (laughs) star Wars Twitter page. And I was like, I wonder if that's like some official news. So I should go check that out. And then I saw that uh, we had an episode seven release date. So that was pretty cool. But, uh, and you know, you said that you were maybe just a little bit disappointed that we're going to have to wait a little bit longer or uh, that you'll have to go see it in the winter or something. But I mean, um, I agree with the other thing you said that honestly, I'm willing to wait as long as it takes. I mean, if they say they're pushing it back to like 2018, then I'm going to be a little disappointed, but um, especially from uh, from the perspective of someone who is a filmmaker, and you know, I know how much time and effort and work goes into making a big film like this, or at least I have some kind of idea. I mean, I really still probably have no idea of actually all the work that goes into making something as big as Star Wars Episode Seven, but I at least have some understanding of the process and the stuff that goes into it. And I really, as a Star Wars fan, wanting this to be a good movie, I would rather see a good movie later than see a movie sooner that was, you know, rushed because they didn't get the time they needed to complete the script or complete the effects or whatever and see just a a subpar movie because I I think that would totally defeat the point. Um, You know, not to bash on the prequels or anything because I like the prequels, but I've definitely heard a lot of stuff with people saying that, you know, this is sort of like a fresh start for Star Wars and that, Um, They're trying to go back to like the roots of the original trilogy and sort of wash that bad taste out of the mouths of people who did have a problem with the prequels. And um, again, not that I'm trying to compare the two or say that these absolutely have to be better than the prequels or the original trilogy or anything like that. But just as much as we can avoid sort of controversy about these movies not being all that great and having plot holes or continuity errors or the CGI was crap or they could have done this, that or the other thing better. I mean, I want them to have as much time as possible to make this movie as good as it can be. And you know what? It might not be perfect. Um, you know, movies rarely are, but just as much stuff as we can avoid just due to sort of rushing the process. I mean, if there were any problems that came out of it because Disney still pushed for a summer 2015 release, then I'd be really bummed that they just didn't give the production team the extra time they needed to make this movie really good. So, um, you know, I'm still you know, excited to go see it in 2015. It's not that much longer of a wait. And I'm definitely happy that they've got more time to really make this thing as good as they can. Yeah, totally agree. I mean, like you were saying, the last thing I want to is like another split faction of certain Star Wars fans who only like the original trilogy and the prequels, but I don't like the sequel trilogy, or I only like the sequels and the prequels are not the original. So, you know, just have those different factions that we got now with the prequels and the original trilogy. Hopefully this is going to be good enough to where, of course, not everyone's going to like it, but where just mainly the majority of all Star Wars fans will not have a lot to complain about. <laughs> we'll just all get to enjoy it, and they have enough time to make that possible. But um, it's funny that uh, going back to how certain people were disappointed that it maybe got pushed back a little bit for the summer, Pablo Hidalgo sent out a funny tweet where it just made it kind of put everything to perspective where a December release date is still earlier than the previous release date for episode seven, which was never a year ago. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, that's totally true. A great way to look at that, look at it. But it's funny too, that I actually heard some concerns from people about it being pushed back to December. That that's mean more means more problems for the movie instead of them having more time to work out whatever they need to work out, which I thought was kind of curious because for me anyway, like you were saying, it kind of gave you that extra boost of confidence that, yeah, they're having enough time that they need to get everything worked out that they need to to get this movie made the way they want it to have it be great. But I've had uh, read some concerns from fans saying, oh, I got a bad feeling about this now that it's been pushed back to December, that there must be more problems than we realize and all that, and that Star Wars movies always come out in May, and that now that it's December, something has to be going really wrong where it's going to affect the movie. But it's, I think it's the total opposite of that, where it's just it should just give you more confidence, really, that they have more time that they need to 
do what they want to with it and just give us a great Star Wars movie that we're all hoping for. So overall, it's just, I think, a win-win situation. We got the date. It's not too long after uh, from what we're expecting in May from uh, all the previous Star Wars movies we got. I mean, the time's going to fly by from the summer to December like that. <laughs> so like I said before, we got tons of other great movies in like the nerd uh, geek genre with the superhero movies and other stuff in 2015. So yeah, it's going to fly by. Not only other movies, but we'll have Star Wars Rebels. Exactly. Um, yeah. Hopefully we'll have Star Wars Battlefront before then. And, uh, <laughs> you know, like you were saying about, um, you know, potential problems or something causing this release date to be pushed back. I really don't think that's the case. I think if anything, you know, if they're having problems, then they're getting the extra time they need to smooth those problems out rather than just allowing those problems to work their way into the movie. Yeah. And um, if anything, I think it's just delays and not problems necessarily. It's not like there's fighting between the director and the producer or anything like that. You know, aside from Michael Arndt, nobody has like left the project or gotten fired or anything like that. I mean, it doesn't seem like there's any sort of real conflict or chaos or anything behind the scenes. If anything, it seems like it's just taking longer than they thought, which honestly I'm not surprised by because ever since the announcement that they were going to make an episode seven and, you know, that announcement came at the end of 2012. And, uh, you know, then we found that they weren't even going to start shooting until early 2014. And they were still going to try to get it out for a summer 2015 release date. I mean, that sort of blew my mind right from the start. I'm like, wow, that's a pretty quick production schedule. And I know Disney is pretty fast and efficient about, you know, cranking out all these Marvel movies and everything. But, um, you know, I, I don't think this really raises any warning flags as far as like, whoa, this movie's having problems. And because the release date got pushed back, that means it's going to suck. And, and it's not like the project got shelved. It's not like they had to recast a part or completely rewrite the script because it was bad or something. I think just where they're at right now is maybe not as far along as they had hoped to be. And they just need a little more time. You know, I sound like Han talking to Java right now. It's like, you know, <laughs> I just need a little more time. I'll pay you back. I'll make it good. It's still going to be a good payment of spice. I just need a little more time. That's the perfect way to look at it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just kind of caught myself saying that as I was saying, like, you know, they just need a little more time to finish it. I was like, that's, that's Han talking to Java right there. So Han but, represents Lucasfilm and Jawas represents Disney right there. <laughs> yes. I don't think you could have come up with a more perfect analogy for that. <laughs> or at least as far as sort of the way that a lot of people see Disney. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That's for sure. Yeah. I, I really don't think Disney's going to do a whole lot to hurt this movie either. So, you know, I, I don't really see them as the big fat gangster slug, but they are definitely sort of the big brother with all the money. So I guess that is sort of a somewhat of an accurate comparison <laughs> but probably maybe the only thing that this date affects is uh celebration anaheim in 2015 because when that first got announced i know you and me were really excited oh it's going to be right before episode seven comes out so just imagine what we're going to see of episode seven there i got the crazy idea that oh maybe that's where the first premiere is going to be at celebration anaheim but now that's pretty much out the window but it probably you and me were talking about this earlier how probably means we're probably going to see some of the first footage or if not the first real full trailer for episode seven to probably premiere at celebration anaheim but i just can't help but wonder too if i know it's going to have a big presence there but maybe not as much as we were hoping for if it was just going to be a few weeks before it was actually released and so now that it's december we may not get as much but still plenty of cool content to be shown at celebration anaheim so i was just thinking that that's probably Maybe one of the things that might be affected by this uh, push. I see. I can't even say pushback because it never got a full confirmed summer release date, but this actual release date for December now, and that celebration's all the way back going to be in April. Yeah, and no, I, I still think Celebration Anaheim is still going to be all about Episode Seven. Um, although we probably will have some Rebel stuff in there too, and I'm sure if that's like at the end of Rebels first season, we might get the first season two preview of rebels or something like that. But actually, yeah, we had talked about this on, uh, on a previous episode, I think probably back when they first announced the date for celebration Anaheim. Um, and I talked about how at celebration six, we got to see the first t the first trailer for uh, clone Wars season five, or it wasn't the first trailer, but we were the first ones to get to see sort of the big final, um, sort of mega trailer, I guess the one that's like three and a half minutes long and has all the footage and the place just went nuts. 
And I mean, it wasn't just filled with kids watching Cartoon Network. I mean, these were like grown adult Star Wars fans. <laughs> and the moment when you see in that trailer, Darth Sidious pull out double lightsabers. I mean, the, the whole place was going crazy already because we had just seen the uh, the season five premiere episodes um, or the first, just the first premiere episode with, uh, you know, Darth Maul and Savage coming back. And then we had like a, a Q and a after that with Dave Filoni and Sam Witwer. So it was already an exciting night of Clone Wars. And we were thinking we were going to have to come back the next day for the Clone Wars panel to see, uh, the season five stuff. And, uh, right before we go, Dave Filoni's like, Oh, Hey, you guys want to see the season five trailer? And so it was like totally unexpected. And we all just were you know super excited for it. And everybody was already, you know, sort of on edge and excited and, cheering at different cool looking stuff throughout the trailer i mean when uh when gregor the clone commando first puts his helmet on and everything people went nuts for that but when darth city has pulled out those double lightsabers people went berserk <laughs> and we were all like talking about it the rest of the night and i think we went back to our uh hotel with uh, mike and crystal and uh steve glosson was just like still losing his mind about it and i'm like picture that for star wars episode seven I mean, that is going to be awesome if we get to see the first trailer for it there at Celebration at Celebration Anaheim. And I had said that that if um, if Episode Seven was still on track for a summer 2015 release, then you know, with the convention only being like a month or two before that, we probably wouldn't be seeing the first trailer because I'm sure a trailer would already be out by then. But maybe we'd get to see some exclusive footage or something. But now that it's officially confirmed to be coming out in December, I would say there's probably like a 75% chance maybe that we'll be the first ones to get to see a trailer or at least that they'll premiere some sort of new trailer there. Maybe they'll release like a little one minute teaser trailer ahead of time. And then, you know, we'll be the first ones to get to see like the full length theatrical trailer or something like that. And I really hope that's the case because, um, you know, just thinking that back on that excitement from celebration six and the clone wars trailer, it'll be like that, times I, I don't know if i can say times 10 because that might just like collapse the building but like maybe that into maybe that intensity times two or something like that i mean it would just be oh, so cool and it's gonna be um just awesome to be around that many star wars fans and have all of us be anticipating uh episode seven coming out that same year so oh man that's gonna be imagine. such a cool time to look forward to imagine the excitement if the trailer is the first time we're seeing some real actual footage and the way they cut the trailer and like the last part of it is we see luke igniting his lightsaber for the first time yeah. <laughs> since return of the jedi and he goes into battle that's where it ends i can just imagine the eruption that's gonna happen during that sequence yeah so or just something like that that gets the old time fans seeing familiar characters back in action and that uh this yeah. be amazing like you said <laughs> i mean i haven't experienced anything like that except for being in a few Clone Wars screenings when they had the Savage Press stuff and they showed a preview for the rest of season three, you got some cheers, but I, I'm sure the celebration just blew that away by the excitement and seeing Sidious with his lightsabers. So oh, yeah. just certain moments like that that I'm sure we're going to get in episode seven that gets all the fans excited. It's just going to be amazing to see again. Uh, yeah. Like I, I said, mean, there's going to be people who probably be fainting because of excitement. <laughs> <laughs> to put it in perspective, the next morning at the Clone Wars panel, George Lucas made a surprise appearance at the end of that panel. He came out just for like the last five or ten minutes just to sort of thank the fans for their support and talk about Clone Wars and stuff. And I think that reaction was – the, the reaction of the people in the room to George Lucas coming out I think was like – maybe a 9 out of 10, and the reaction to the Clone Wars trailer was a 10 out of 10. <laughs> I, I think the reaction the night before was a little bit more intense. But maybe that was just me because I wasn't as surprised to see George. I mean, even though it was still like, holy crap, I'm in the same room with George Lucas. I mean, it was like a really exciting moment. But when we got to the convention that morning, I heard a few whispers and rumors going around that, oh, George is here. And, you know, so even though we didn't know for sure that he was going to be at that panel, um, I think Dave Filoni said something about like, oh, we have a, a special guest here from the show that wants to come out and talk to you guys. And I was like, it's George Lucas. Um, <laughs> so I wasn't as surprised for that. It was still really cool. But I think just the, the Clone Wars thing from the night before was, 
I, I, I have to say, I think the reaction was a little bit more intense. I might have to check with Michael Cohen or somebody and, and see if I'm remembering that wrong. But I, I think it was just a little bit more. So, you know, Clone Wars or you know, Star Wars fans will get really excited to see new footage of new stuff. And like you said, seeing any sort of callbacks to the original trilogy, you know, Luke igniting his lightsaber or whether we see... I'm looking forward to the moment we see the Millennium Falcon again. I think that is going to be... You know, that, that'll probably send people over the edge. <laughs> but, uh, you know, all those sort of, uh, you know, callbacks, whether it's seeing Luke or Han or Leia or Chewie or I don't know if they'll still have X-Wings or TIE Fighters or Star Destroyers or anything like that. But, yeah, I'm sure that if we do get to see that there, that uh, it's just going to be some really awesome stuff. Yeah, see, I'm already getting excited just thinking about it right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah and I, I told you this before, too, that I had already um, – you gone and started reading Heir to the Empire uh, just to sort of get myself in the mindset of, uh, you know, sort of going back to that classic trilogy Star Wars era where, you know, it's those same main characters and the remnants of the Empire and where you're dealing with the Millennium Falcon and TIE Fighters and Star Destroyers and all that good stuff. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm starting to get really excited for this already. And I'm sure Rebels is just going to hype us up even more once that comes out. Oh, yeah, <laughs> for sure. Next month, or December 18th, 2013, we can finally say it's just two years away. And then after that, we're under two years. And then pretty soon it's going to be just a year away, under a year. Then we'll be at celebration. So all yep. these things to look forward to. That's just going to make the time go by hopefully faster. But just keep knocking down those days as we get closer and closer to December 18th. That's what's yeah. so great about it. We now, just knowing that we have that date to look forward to, just makes all the difference in the world to me, really, as far as being excited and Having the knowing the time frame is when everything's going to happen leading up to episode seven. So, just so glad we have that date now. Yeah, yeah, definitely. The only thing that could make me more excited, release date wise, is if they also gave us a release date for Battlefront. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure that'll come. A little, that'll come a little bit later. It might but, be uh, uh, the week before that, or maybe the day of December 18th to coincide with it. Ah, uh, see, I hope it's sooner. Me too, but you I, know mean, I, I was hoping it was going to be like end of 2014, and then we've heard a lot of stuff hinting that it's probably going to be 2015, but I'm like, if we won't get episode 7 in summer of 2015, then hopefully we'll at least get Battlefront that summer. Yeah, then you know that there's be some tie-in game to go with it. Uh, they just might, maybe even DICE is happy about this. Oh, maybe we got more time to develop Battlefront, so. <laughs> yeah, maybe. But uh, anyway, so then after this uh, release date, info came out um there was an interview released with uh bob Iger, who's the ceo of disney and um this was on bloomberg tv and uh, he just talked about episode seven and the release date and uh kind of some things that led into that decision and uh you know i'll just go ahead and read here i'm actually reading uh from an article on ign.com where they um sort of just kind of wrote out some of the important parts from the interview um because i i hate when i see a news article and then I go to click on it and I just want to read what's going on real quick. And then I find out it's a video interview. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I'll still watch some of those sometimes, but I don't always like to, you know, especially if I'm like on the go or something and I just want to sort of real quick, go see what the news is. I don't have time to like sit there and watch a whole video. So um, I found this article and uh, like I said, it sort of highlights some of the important parts. Um, but one of the things Iger said, he said, uh, well, this is obviously one of the most important films that we're working on right now. And one of the things that was very important to us is that we give the creative team, J.J. Abrams and his writing team, the time to design, write and produce the film so we can optimize quality so they can create a great film. Very, very important. Um, he also said, and one of the and, and at one point we considered the summer of 2015, but it felt like particularly with some changes we made in the writing team that that was going to create a bit of a rush and didn't think that that was optimal for obvious reasons. So Christmas 2015 became the date. And he said that happens to 20, uh, December 18th happens to be the date, which avatar, which is the number one movie of all time was released. So we like that. Hopefully that brings good luck, even though that wasn't our film. And Christmas is a good time. We think, uh, for a film like star Wars, which will have obvious interest for young people and old people alike from everyone. Um, and that was kind of one of the things I thought about when I first heard the December, uh, release date, I was like, oh, Disney's going to have a field day with, you know, marketing the action figures for, you know, Christmas oh, time. Yeah, man. Um, Can you imagine? <laughs> not like those wouldn't sell like hotcakes anyways. Um, especially, you know, if the movie comes out in the summer, then all the kids will have seen it by Christmas time and they're going to want the toys. But having all those come out right around Christmas time too, that's, I'm sure, going to be a huge boost for them. 
But uh, and it was funny that he mentioned that it came out on the exact same date as uh, Avatar did back in 2009. Um, I didn't quite catch that, but yeah, hearing that, I thought right when I heard that, that was funny that he mentioned it. I just wonder, did someone have to tell him that to convince him to agree to push it to December? Was they say, look at the most successful movie of all time is Avatar. When did that come out? December. So it can work for Star Wars. Star Wars can maybe even do better than that because it's Star Wars. I wonder if that was kind of a selling point maybe from someone at Lucasfilm, Kathleen Kennedy or something trying to get that extra time they needed. You know what? Maybe you're right. I could see that. And then he uses that in his comments. <laughs> like maybe that was the thing to kind of turn them over to agree to give them the time they needed or something. I just found it funny that he said that because it's like, why would he mention that? Because it's something, something where he had to convince the person asking the question that that was a good decision. So maybe it was something that someone had to convince him to agree to it. <laughs> I just found it funny that he mentioned that. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know if somebody specifically mentioned that to him. But now that I think about it, that might actually help them make more money off of the film. Because if the, you know, if the movie comes out in May, then it's going to be out for a few weeks. It's going to do really well. It's going to make a lot of money. But then it's going to get bumped out by you know the Avengers and all those other movies that are coming out. And, you know, there's always a lot of big summer blockbuster movies that are always competing for, uh, you know, for attention at the box office. And with movies that come out around Christmas time, and there, there are still a lot that sort of come out around the holidays. Um, and so there is still some competition there. But then once basically once Christmas and New Year's are gone, all the films that come out in sort of January and February tend to be the ones that aren't that great. Um, and, you know, I'm not exactly sure why that is, but, uh, you know, obviously sort of summer and holidays are, are seem to be the times for the big releases. And then, um, the sort of fall and spring are, um, kind of the periods in between those two, but then like the winter time, like January and February seems to just sort of be a down period where there's a lot of sort of cheesy horror movies and rom-coms yeah. and just the, you know, there are no big blockbusters to come out of that time span and so if you have a movie like i mean that's part of the reason why avatar went so strong because um you know obviously it got a huge boost when it first came out and was still going strong like after christmas and all that and so they kept it in theaters through like january and people kept going to see that instead of all the other stuff that was coming out and so um i don't know if star wars is going to come close to that record of you know 2.5 billion or whatever avatar made but i sure hope it does <laughs> yeah i obviously i'm not complaining um you know it would be great i'll i'll certainly contribute uh my money to that cuz i'm sure i'm going to go see that multiple times um in fact i was i was joking about this with jason hunt the other day because his birthday's in may and he was saying that uh you know he was kind of disappointed because now he won't get to go see episode seven for his birthday and i was like oh wait my birthday's january 8th like the the movie will still be playing in theaters then so i'll get to go see it for my birthday and then i made a joke like i'll be turning 23 and i can go see it for the 23rd time on that day or something <laughs> like that um but yeah so i'm sure you know i'm gonna go see that a bunch of times but um, yeah, if it does end up going that long and making a bunch of money, then good for them. But I'm sure either way, I mean, it's a Star Wars movie. Obviously, it's going to be profitable. So, Oh, yeah, without a doubt. And one last thing about the release date. I wonder if this is going to affect maybe the standalone movies and if the December 18th is something that they just want to do for Episode 7 or maybe for Episode 8 and 9, December is going to be the new Star Wars uh time frame now for the releasing the movies or maybe the standalone movies will have a summer release but the main movies will have the winter release so i'm just curious to see now where they go from here if this is just this one-time thing or is this going to be the norm now for episodes eight and nine and then we'll see what they do with the standalones yeah i don't know we'll have to uh i guess see what they end up doing with those because i i think it kind of depends on how much of the same production crew is involved mm -hmm. um because it's not like J.J. Abrams and all the exact same cast and actor, you know, actors and crew and everybody from Episode 7 is going to be working on whatever the first spinoff film is going to be. Because if that were the case, I don't think they'd be able to get it out exactly a year later. Um, so if, if they're going to sort of stagger it and, you know, already be working on the first sequel film before Episode 7 comes out, then you know, maybe they could still get it out by summer in 2016, but, um, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Nobody knows at this point, but I'm yeah. sort of more just focused on episode seven for now. And, you know, like I said, we'll have rebels at that point too. So there'll be plenty of star Wars goodness to go around. I'm not going to come out of episode seven and be like, okay, how long before the next, uh, 
you know, the next spinoff film or sequel or whatever, I'll be like, how long before I can get back in line and watch this one again? <laughs> I'm sure they're waiting to see how episode seven does financially. I mean, if it does gangbusters and breaks every box office record during that time, then yeah, they'll probably want every other Star Wars movie to be released in December. And if, if it does good, but maybe not as good as they want, maybe they'll go back to May. So I'm sure seeing how episode seven does financially is going to play a big part into it too. Yeah, well, except that uh, by the time Episode 7 comes out, I'm sure they will already have a release date set for the first sequel film. Because if they're trying to get that out a year later, whether it's in the summer or the winter, I'm sure they will have at least already started on you know, a script and maybe started shooting by then. So, um, I, I don't know. I think at least for the first spinoff, I don't think the success of Episode 7 is really going to affect that too much but i do think it could definitely be a factor in when episodes eight and nine are released mm-hmm. that's another thing too we haven't really talked about or thought about for me anyway really is that we could see when episode seven comes out the first trailer or whatever for the standalone film or something we may see a trailer for a new star wars movie when we see a new star wars movie too <laughs> that's gonna be something cool also to look forward to yeah that's kind of mind-boggling yeah <laughs> get you excited for one but then you're seeing a Star Wars movie right after that cool trailer. So that's interesting yeah. if they're going to pair it up. It makes sense to do it. Why wouldn't they? Yeah, yeah, that would be pretty cool. I wonder if any of the spinoff films are going to be sort of tied into episodes 7, 8, or 9, and they'll have to, like, avoid showing spoilers in the trailer for the movie that you're about to watch. True, yeah. <laughs> or maybe, like, some character ones, like with Boba Fett or Han Solo, those rumors are true. That's what we'll see. The first ones with episode 7, maybe, since it won't have anything to do with it. But yeah. it should be cool, nonetheless, to see more Star Wars than we're expecting to <laughs> just the movie. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And, you know, I've said this before. My only concern is I hope this doesn't start to feel like we're getting oversaturated with Star Wars and that every Star Wars release isn't like a big special event anymore. But uh, I guess we'll just kind of have to see how how the movies are. You know, hopefully they're as good as we hope that, they are, that they're that they going to be and then also, uh, you know, see how they perform and stuff like that. Um, but, yeah, for now, I mean, we can just wait and look forward to uh, getting that first one out of the way because that is definitely going to be a big event regardless of, uh, you know, how many more come after that. Oh, yeah. We're stepping into new territory here. <laughs> with yeah, we're taking our first steps into a larger world. <laughs> this new December date. And then also, too, it was reported over at The Wrap that in an interview that Disney did confirm that the 20th Century Fox fanfare will not be before Episode 7. <laughs> Shocking. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I'm depressed now. I, yeah. I really don't want to see it. Fanfare logo. So I mean, that, that, it, is, <laughs> that is kind of disappointing just because that's something we've come to expect from Star Wars movies. But I'm pretty sure we've mentioned this on the show before, too, that, I mean, that was pretty much a given from the moment that Disney took over Lucasfilm and said that they were making Episode 7. It's like, well, 20th Century Fox is going to have no part in it, so we can kiss that opening Fox logo goodbye Um, Even though I still look forward to that because now whenever I go see a movie or, you know, watch a movie on TV or something that starts with the 20th Century Fox logo, I always get excited for a second and it turns (laughs) out to not be Star Wars. And I'm like, oh, yeah, but it's not the same. I don't know if you're exactly right. Well, this is not a shock whatsoever, but there's always a part of me that hoping that somehow there was going to be some distributing deal where Fox (laughs) with Disney work something out, kind of what they do with Paramount, like the Iron Man movies, that they'll be able to do something with Star Wars to keep that fanfare, but yeah, it's, it's going to be gone. <laughs> yeah. I'm just yeah. curious to see what it's going to be. The Dis- classic Disney castle logo. They're going to do something different, create their own new fanfare for Star Wars for us to get used to. So <laughs> it'll be interesting. Yeah. Or maybe they won't put the 20th century Fox logo, but maybe Disney can like buy the rights to the song from Fox and just put the music over the Disney logo or something. <laughs> That'll be weird in itself. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, okay, so, you know, like we said, Bob Iger weighed in on that. And then um, there's also an article on Deadline.com where J.J. Abrams uh, sort of talked about and gave some more insight into him and uh, Lawrence Kasdan taking over for Michael Arndt and writing the script in Episode 7. And we had talked about this before, too, and just sort of speculating on what might have led to Michael Arndt's departure and, and stuff like that. And from what J.J. Abrams says in this interview, I mean, it all sounds pretty understandable. Basically, he makes it sound like um, that Michael Arndt was doing pretty good work on it, but maybe just wasn't going along at a a pace that they wanted to. And, um, 
Yeah, basically, this article on Deadline, it says, changing the screenplay team on the new Star Wars movie was all about time, said J.J. Abrams. And then in quotes from Abrams, it says, it became clear that given the time frame and given the process and the way the thing was going, that working with Larry in this way was going to get us where we need to be and when we needed to be. So um, I can kind of just imagine a situation where with J.J. Abrams being a huge Star Wars fan and with Lawrence Kasdan being someone who had a hand in writing uh, The Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi, that maybe Michael Arndt was writing drafts of the script and then J.J. Abrams and Lawrence Kasdan were giving him a whole lot of feedback and changes to make on how they thought things would work better and how they could do things differently and sort of they might have had this vision in mind that Michael Arndt wasn't exactly living up to and so maybe instead of um you know instead of trying to still keep suggesting all these changes to him they're like you know why don't you just leave this to us and we'll just get in here and write this ourselves since we're sort of uh shaping this the way we want it to be anyways um you know just for time's sake to make it go faster and obviously that's just sort of my speculation but i can imagine that as a pretty um plausible scenario i guess and uh, he also says in here that he's still a huge fan of Michael Arndt, that he had a great time working with him, and that even though Michael Arndt is out on Episode 7, that he could still, you know, basically the door is still open for him to possibly write a future Star Wars film, because as we said, they're doing a whole bunch of sequels and spinoffs and everything. So, um, you know, it definitely doesn't sound like... Um, like there was too big of a problem there or something. And of course this could be JJ Abrams sort of softening it up for the media too, but it's not like Michael Arndt got really mad and, you know, left and everybody at Lucasfilm is like on bad terms with him now and they never want to work with him again. Or it's not like they had to you know, forcibly shove him out. It just seems like this was something that was sort of done out of time and necessity. And, um, you know, like we said before with JJ being the one who's directing it and with Lawrence Kasdan having written star Wars films before, I still feel like the movie's in great hands with those two guys working on the script. Yeah, definitely. I mean, like you said, it was kind of nice to read this and, hear that it wasn't a big uh, falling out or blowout where they just couldn't agree on anything and that's why Michael Arndt left and of course like you said maybe this is JJ kind of making it sound better than what it really is but this is what he said so we'll take it for what it is it is but I'm just kind of glad to know that they left on good terms and they said how oh, we'd love to work with them again and yeah he just seems real excited too about working with Kazan because even in this article he says uh, working with uh, Larry Kazan especially on a Star Wars movie it's kind of unbeatable and sure yeah when you're a director and a screenwriter too and you're working with the guy who wrote Empire Strikes Back and Jedi I mean that would be unbeatable <laughs> writing a Star Wars movie with him so yeah yeah like you said um, maybe we still don't know the full details of why Michael aren't left and I've heard too that maybe it was could have been a financial thing too where Sure, maybe it was probably was the time frame where they needed some rewrites done and Lawrence Kasdan and J.J. Abrams wanted to uh, put the changes in or what they wanted Episode 7 to be in there. But in order to do a rewrite, maybe it would have been expensive because I heard Michael Arndt could, could be something like 300000 a rewrite or something where he gets $300,000 whether it's like a month or a week or just for each rewrite. And maybe they didn't want to pay that when they got great screenwriters like Abrams and Kasdan. So maybe that played a part in it too. But um, yeah, Having Abrams and Kazan on the script, I said it on the last podcast. I mean, who else really would you want to be writing a Star Wars movie than Kazan and Abrams, the director, who's proven himself with his past movies? So still kind of curious to what exactly happened with Arndt, but again, still feeling 100% confident in what they're going to do with it. Yeah, yeah, and I read that uh, that same article that you were talking about where they were talking about how Michael Arndt is you know, busy and has other projects and can command a, mo a lot of money. I don't think, I mean, from, from the way that article worded it, I don't think it sounded like um, he was costing Lucasfilm too much money. I think it was just because he's such a in-demand screenwriter and he could charge that much for other projects, it was like he could easily go out and get other work rather than just spending all this time on Star Wars. So maybe it was taking too long and he just decided to leave or maybe, you know, the people at Lucasfilm were thinking that he was taking too long and asked him to leave so that J.J. Abrams and Lawrence Kasdan could get it done sooner. But, um, you know, either way, I don't think we're ever going to know the full details of it because there's stuff like this that goes on behind the scenes all the time that, you know, doesn't necessarily need to be publicized. Um, and, you know, when, when we're in the theater watching episode seven, I don't think people are going to be still wondering, like, yeah, but why exactly did Michael Arndt leave? You know, unless yeah. the script <laughs> sucks, but I don't think it's going to. 
It was um, pretty interesting too that um, in the press release for the release date, StarWars.com, it had everyone listed like as far as production crew, like it'll be directed by J.J. Abrams and it's being scripted by Abrams and Lawrence Kasdan and Michael Arndt wasn't listed on there. So I wonder if he isn't going to be credited anymore and just how much of his story is going to be left. So those are the questions that are still in the back of my mind right now. But yeah, like you said, when I'm in the theater on December 18th, or actually December 17th, waiting for it to turn midnight. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm not going to be thinking that. So. <laughs> yeah, but um, so again, we'll just have to wait and see how the story and the script turns out and everything. But, you know, we both agree that uh, it's it's still looking like it's in pretty good hands. And now, especially now that they have some extra time and that they're not still pushing for uh, 2015, or not still pushing for summer of 2015, that uh, I think we can all rest a little bit easier and not sort of worry about, oh, are they going to get this done in time and is the script going to be good and all that kind of stuff. I think uh, it, it at least sounds for now like uh, things are going to be on track and they're going to turn out all right. Um, and yeah. then uh, lastly, uh, you know, we've talked about all this stuff with the script and the release date and everything. And like I said in the intro, it wouldn't be an episode of The Saga Continues without some Episode 7 casting rumors and we've actually got some pretty big stuff going on uh, these past couple weeks because and we do have a, a couple uh, small tidbits. Like we had talked about Saoirse Ronan before, how she had said that she had gone in for an audition for Episode 7. And uh, there's an article on IndieWire that uh, she said that she didn't get the role that she auditioned for. So uh, there goes uh, the possibility of her playing, you know, Jaina Solo or somebody, whoever we thought she might be. And then also, at least Jedi... I don't have to worry about saying her name anymore. <laughs> I still <laughs> yeah. could pronounce it. Well, except now you got to pronounce this guy's name because uh. Uh, Jedi News is also reporting that uh, Chiwetel Ejiofor is. Uh, they say he has a role in Episode Seven. Um, obviously, that's not confirmed yet. And I read an article um, shortly after this, and I forget where it was, but whoever was uh, interviewing, they were going to interview J.J. Abrams for. Um, you know, for this website or magazine or whatever. And they said that on their way into his office to interview him, that this guy was sitting in the lobby. And so I don't know if that's where this rumor came from. Um, and if that's all that it's based on. So I think based on that knowledge, we can at least assume that he's maybe in the running for a part or that he's auditioned or has talked to JJ Abrams about it or something. But, um, obviously we still have no official confirmation that he has a role in the film. Yeah. And I actually saw kind of like a red carpet interview for the movie, he was doing, um, I forget where exactly, or the interviewer, but she did ask him about that rumor of him being in episode seven, because it was pretty much the day after that uh, story broke. And he kind of just did the normal thing of playing it uh, casual, like, oh, I don't know, we'll, we'll have to see, or I can't really say anything like that, their typical response. He didn't confirm or deny it, but he kind of gave that uh, response of neither confirming nor denying it. So he was kind of playing coy with it. Yeah, so well, it's kind of led you to believe or might be involved somewhat as far as at least in discussions for it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think if he didn't straight up deny it, then uh, it seems like he's probably got at least some involvement with it in some way. Like we said, even if he doesn't have uh, even if he hasn't been offered a part yet, maybe he's auditioned for it or something or he's in the running or in contract negotiations or something like that. But um, also, you know, so those were just sort of the the only two smaller bits about who might be in it, who might not be. But then we also had sort of this big thing sweeping over the internet where um, all of a sudden there are a bunch of open casting calls for episode seven going on. And at first this started where uh, maybe like about a week ago or something, we started hearing rumors that there was this uh, Disney open casting call going on. I think it was like in London or something and uh, they had two really vague descriptions of these characters called Thomas and Rachel, and um, they sound sort of like you know, modern-day characters, and they gave them <laughs> characteristics like, you know, one is an orphan and one's growing up without a father, and they're, you know, tough or have a good sense of humor or whatever. Um, just sort of, you know, regular-sounding descriptions for a, a character in a movie role, but then there were some uh, heavy rumors that these were, you know, secretly auditions for Star Wars Episode Seven. And a lot of people were stating that as fact and saying that, like, oh, these are really Episode Seven 
auditions and I was like, uh, really? How do you know? Because it could be for some other Disney movie. Until Star Wars uh, confirmed it themselves. And I think they posted it on maybe like on their Facebook or Twitter page or something. Yeah, it was their Facebook page. Yeah, and they said, uh, yes, these auditions actually are for Star Wars. And they're not only in London, but I think there are like five of them taking place in different U.S. cities. And in in addition to that, they also have uh, like an open audition going on online where you can go to this Disney casting website and submit a video audition. So if any of you out there are, you know, aspiring actors and want to try to get a shot at episode seven, they've got these two characters that they're describing as lead roles. And uh, I'm assuming that the uh, the descriptions and characteristics and everything that they include for these characters must be somewhat true because they're not going to say, you know, we're looking for a 19 to 23 year old male when they're really looking for like a 30 year old male with, uh, you know, one leg or something. I don't know. But, you know, at the same time, I don't think they're giving too much away. You know, obviously, these, like I said, these descriptions don't really sound like Star Wars characters, but I think they're just trying to get some of the same characteristics that they're looking for for the characters without actually saying anything about the characters that might give hints about the story or who these characters are or something like that. But, um, yeah, I mean, like I said, for any actors out there, go ahead and make it a, make an audition tape and send it in and take a shot at it. Um, and actually I have a friend, I might've talked about this before, but, uh, one of my actors who's in my star Wars film that I'm still working on these, effects take forever to do, especially when you have a job and all this other kind of stuff. But, uh, this guy, Adam, who's in my film, he got a, uh, he, not just one of these open casting calls, but he actually got like a one-on-one audition or something like that for episode seven. Um, and I'm not exactly sure who wow. it's <laughs> with. Yeah. Well, I'm not sure if it was a one-on-one thing. And, uh, you know, I don't think he's met like JJ Abrams or anybody like that, but I think through his, I mean, he's got his own agent and everything. So like through his agent, he actually got, um, sort of a more personal audition rather than a, uh, you know, just an open casting call. Right. I don't know if he's actually even auditioned for it yet. Cause it was just this past week he posted on Facebook about it and said that he was like waiting on them to send him sides for the audition or something. So I don't know if he's actually done that yet. But uh, that's pretty cool. I was like, man, if I knew somebody who was in episode <laughs> seven and could say that they were in my movie too, like how freaking awesome would that be? Yeah, well, hopefully he put his on his resume that he was in your movie, The Dark Heart, and they see that. Yeah, <laughs> hopefully. In contact with you. Yeah, that would be pretty awesome. I'm thinking about submitting an audition tape for myself and just, you know, saying, hey, I'm six foot eight. I don't really think I fit the description of either of these two characters, but make me a Wookiee. Yeah. <laughs> you got the part. You're hired. <laughs> Man, that would be really cool. Yeah, my acting resume would just be consist of, I've loved Star Wars all my life. Can I be in the movie because I like it so much? <laughs> <laughs> Imagine how many of those they probably got just on their open auditions. <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, you never know. I mean, how many people in the background as, you know, Jedi in the prequels or in the cantina scene or something like that were just, you know, extras or Lucasfilm employees or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> but it's funny that because uh, the first, as we record this episode on November 9th, the first open auditions were happening today in Bristol. And there were some reports as far as uh, what it was like there and how it was massive lines, tons and tons of people. This kind of, there was reports of people, what they were doing and some of their experiences there because there was reporters there. And then there's like, and how confident they are. I think I've read somewhere, someone says, well, all I have to do and say is that I have experience with the force and I'm just going to go <laughs> and do a Jedi mind trick on them saying, I'm the actor you're looking for. <laughs> if that's what your motivation is, that you think you're going to get the part? Like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> And then they were saying that a lot of people had to be turned away by security and that um, some of them were like, like some of the security guard was saying, I had to turn away like George Lucas's nephew or people tell me all these crazy stories to try to get in. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's just funny reading some of these reports and it kind of sounds like those American Idol auditions. <laughs> those massive people and they do these crazy things of trying to just to get in, but they're just, you know, they're not really there as professional actors and maybe just someone trying to be part of the experience or get lucky and just to be in, in there and not even really having that much <laughs> acting experience. Yeah. Which isn't really surprising because star Wars is huge in the UK. 
Yeah. Um, you know, obviously it's huge in America too, but you hear some stories about UK Star Wars fans doing stuff and I'm like, wow, even for American fans, that seems a little over the top. <laughs> but um, going back to that casting call where it had the two characters, Rachel and Thomas, which I'm sure is confirmation of two of them named characters' names. We could put that to the bank. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. Because Thomas and Rachel just scream out Star Wars. And <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've always thought that Luke Skywalker's son should be named Thomas. <laughs> Thomas Skywalker and Rachel Solo. Those have a nice thing to it. But, um, yeah, we'll see how much of these descriptions are actually, actually accurate. But, again, being hardcore fans, you just can't help but think, what if some of this stuff is true, especially for what Tom is saying has grown up without my father influence and without the model of being a man, does that have something to do with Luke or Han Solo? He's one of their children's and describing what their situation is in the movie that they've been a wife for a while. They've uh, left for some reason, been held captive somewhere or presumed dead, but they're really not. I mean, just those thoughts are running through my head as I read this and seen yeah, if any of these are actually part of the character description, they're going to make it in the movie. But I don't know if you thought that far ahead. <laughs> I'm looking way too much into it. But again, this is fun to read that, to speculate if we'll see any of this stuff get into the actual movie. Oh, no, I definitely thought about that because, uh, like I said, I, I don't want to read too much into it. And I think we should kind of take this stuff with a grain of salt because, again, I don't think they want to give too much away about the story and the characters and everything. But at the same time, they wouldn't be putting these descriptions in the casting call if they weren't somewhat accurate because exactly. they have to have, you know, give the actors somewhat of an idea of what they're looking for and, you know, at least something to go by to know if they got the right person for the part or something like that. Um, but at the same time, one thing that I did think about when I first read this was that they kind of have a history of being secretive with their casting calls because, uh, you know, uh, both of us being big fans of the Clone Wars, I'm sure you've heard uh, Matt Lanter tell the story of yeah. how when he went in to audition for Anakin, he didn't even know he was auditioning for Anakin. You know, he just went in and did an audition and like read the parts or whatever that they asked him to read and then called him back later and was like, yeah, by the way, uh, you got the part of Anakin Skywalker. And he's like, what? Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, for all we know, these could be you know, some really big characters that we've maybe already heard of and just don't know that this is who it's for. Um, and I think before, like back when this was just a rumor for a couple days before Star Wars officially confirmed it, um, I was thinking, well, maybe it's not for episode seven. Maybe it's for a spinoff film because somebody who, you know, for the male character, 19 to 23, grew up without a father. That could work for a Boba Fett or Han Solo spinoff ah, film. Because yes. <laughs> um, we don't, we know Boba Fett grew up without a father, at least in his teenage years. And Han Solo, we don't really know anything about his family or backstory or, you know, the, I'm sure it's probably talked about in some EU novel or comic that I've never read, but uh, you know, at least in the films, you know, he just seems like a guy who's been a loner for a long time and, you know, he doesn't have any family aside from his ship and his Wookiee. So, um, the one thing know, I but, will say though, about, uh, the Rachel description was, I don't, I hope she's not a child of the Skywalker, the solos, because it says she was quite young when she lost her parents and with no other family. So <laughs> thinking yeah. that they won't be in the movie at all. So maybe she's just a separate character who's not going to be a children of Skywalker and Solo. Yeah, and you know, I've heard a lot of speculation online from people saying like, oh, well, this description, you know, says that these two characters are like lead characters in the film, so maybe this confirms that we won't be seeing Han or Luke or Leia because, you know, both of these characters, it says like lost their parents, so their parents probably wouldn't be in the film then if the, you know, if these are like the kids of the Skywalkers or something. And I'm like, just because it says lead roles, it, they could be important roles without necessarily being like the main characters. Mm -hmm. So they could be the kids of Han or Luke or Leia or whatever, but they could also maybe be two new characters that they're going to focus on as like kids that Luke recruits into his new Jedi order or something like that. Yeah, I mean, we just don't know. <laughs> yeah. These, but these vague descriptions. Yeah, I think, you know, like I said, we, we can't take these completely at face value, so there's still a ton of possibilities out there. Yeah, but still fun to wander in, in your mind and think of what if. <laughs> oh, yeah. These are the story they're going to go with. Yeah, definitely. And uh, we're still waiting on any official casting news. Still, so, yeah. Remember yeah. I saw in the last episode I had that feeling we're going to get something, but it was just a feeling because <laughs> yeah. we got nothing. Yeah, well, Thankfully we got the release date. But. I still have a feeling that we'll get something before the end of the year, but at least, I mean, now that we have a release date for 
episode seven that we know it's you know December twenty fifteen and we know that they're shooting early twenty fourteen. It's like at least we know that either we're gonna get some casting news in the next six months or so, or they're keeping it a secret on purpose and we're just never gonna find out until like a trailer comes out or something. So, <laughs> yeah, I hope not that one. <laughs> yeah, but then again, knowing J.J. Abrams and sort of the way things went on Star Trek Into Darkness and stuff like that, I mean, there might be some, there will, there will probably be some surprise appearances in the first trailer and in the actual movie when it comes out anyways. I mean, maybe we'll never get official confirmation of Han, Luke, and Leia uh, appearing in the movie because maybe they'll suppo- they're supposed to just make a surprise cameo instead of, uh, you know, being main characters to the story or something. But, um, yeah, I don't know. We'll just have to, uh, as we say a lot on this podcast, just wait and see. But as as of now, we're still waiting on any official casting news. So hopefully we'll get that soon. Um, and like I said, it's been a year now. I, I honestly would have been kind of disappointed when we started this podcast last year if you had told me that a year from now we still won't know who's going to be in it and you know whether Han or Luke or Leia are going to come back, even though those rumors have been persistent for you know the entire time so yeah it's day um, one really <laughs> it, it would be nice to get some confirmation on stuff but um at the same time you know at least we've definitely had no shortage of news and rumors to cover this past year um you know i, I would have liked to have some casting news but also if you had told me at the you know in november of last year that we'd be getting a new star wars battlefront i would have about peed my pants with excitement um <laughs> and you know i i would have been really disappointed if you had told me ahead of time that the clone wars was going to get canceled but i also would have been really excited to le- learn about star wars rebels and sort of returning to that original trilogy period of star wars and even you know ea getting the license for star wars games and of course we've got battlefront coming out but Hopefully, you know, sooner than later, we'll maybe get some news or hints or something about some more Star Wars games that might be coming out. And, of course, we've got spinoff films and, you know, books and comics and video games and all kinds of stuff still going strong in the Star Wars universe. So it has definitely been a uh, a good first year and uh, definitely an eventful one. There's been no shortage of news to cover. That was kind of one thing that I was maybe worried about from the outset. I was like man, there's going to be so much talk about this. Like, I want to start a podcast to cover it and, you know, talk about the news leading up to episode seven and casting rumors and all that stuff. But after the first couple weeks or the first month or so, I was like, what if this stuff just dies down in the wake of the you know official announcement? And then everybody just waits for production to start or for the movie to come out. And, you know, we have a long stretch where there's nothing to talk about. Well, that certainly has not proved to be the case. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it might not all have been good news, like you said, throughout this whole year, we've had our share of good and exciting news and disappointing news that we've gotten. So, yeah, there wasn't a shortage of stuff to talk about, that's for sure. But Yeah, I, I think we need an in-memoriam segment. Yeah. Clone Wars, <laughs> rest in peace. Star Wars 1313, rest in peace. LucasArts, rest in peace. The Force will be with you always. <laughs> yes. But I will say, too, even with all the good, no matter if it was good news or bad news, it's been lots of fun talking about it for this whole year and it's just going to get better. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. It has definitely been fun. And, uh, you know, I, I was listening to another podcast. I I was listening to one podcast where they were talking about another podcast and saying that like, Oh, what I like about that star Wars podcast is that they're not a news podcast. They just sit down and talk about star Wars. And I was like, well, we're a news podcast, but I don't feel like we sort of just, you know, get in line with all the other podcasts that just straight report the facts because, and the fun part for me is getting on here and talking about it and speculating and having the discussion about it. Um, because if we were just going to straight up say, okay, you know, this happened and then this happened and then this happened and thank you, tune in for our next episode. Yeah. You know, <laughs> we can just post that on Facebook and Twitter. Like we don't need to get sit in here and talk about it. Um, but you know, the reason that we've got like, only four or five news articles to talk about. And we're sitting here after an hour of recording time is that, you know, we enjoy discussing it and analyzing it and thinking about all kinds of crazy theories about what this could mean or what could happen down the road, or they could do a spinoff film about this or a video game about that or all that kind of stuff. So yeah, I've enjoyed doing this and I hope we continue to enjoy doing it. And hopefully the star Wars news keeps on coming and uh, we will continue to enjoy analyzing it and discussing it and reporting on it and uh, keep having a good time.
Oh yeah. I don't think that's going to be an issue whatsoever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So um, anyway, thank you guys for tuning in and listening to this episode and thank you for uh, joining us on this whole journey. Gosh, I'm making this sound like it's the last episode we're ever yeah. going to do or something. <laughs> I just think it's cool that we've been doing this podcast for a whole year. I never thought I'd do that necessarily. Um, or a when I first episode or a season premiere episode, <laughs> like a finale to it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, when we first started this, it was kind of just a knee-jerk reaction. I was like, I just want to do something about this now, and I wasn't really worrying about like, man, am I really going to keep this up for the next you know three years till episode seven keeps you know till episode seven comes out? But uh, you know, we'll just keep doing it as long as we have the means to and the time to and have Star Wars stuff to talk about, which, like you said, seems like there will be no shortage of. So, uh, again, thank you guys for listening, and thank you to all of you who've been listening to our previous episodes and, uh, you know, sending us messages and comments on Twitter and Facebook and stuff like that. I still don't think anybody's actually emailed us with feedback or comments or anything from the show. Or actually, no, you know what? I take that back. We have had people email us. Yes, we've had a few. Yeah, it's, it's only been a couple. So, um, you know, for our, for our one-year anniversary, how about sending us some more fan mail or writing us a review on iTunes? Because we've got a couple of those, too, but not a whole lot. So... Uh, you can email us at Kyle at CloneWarsPodcast.com or Tim at CloneWarsPodcast.com. Um, again, you can find us on iTunes or on Facebook. Uh, if you just type in and search for Star Wars, the saga continues. You can follow us on Twitter at Star Wars TSC, and that's the best place to follow us for all of our up-to-the-minute uh, Star Wars news updates as soon as either Tim or myself hears something and we jump on there and uh, shout it out there for anyone who hasn't heard about it yet. So that's it for this week. That's it for our first year of Star Wars The Saga Continues. And we will be back as soon as we've got some more big Star Wars news to talk about. And uh, it's been fun. It's been exciting. And it will continue to be so. May the Force be with you. And thank you for joining us. We will see you guys later. See you next time, everybody. Uh